As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It's true the convention is a victim of the COVID-19 crisis. The biggest party Milwaukee was ever supposed to host is a bust. We had so much prepared just in advance for it. Obviously, it's going to be a very, very scaled down convention, and it's basically going to be a virtual convention. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden now says he won't travel to Milwaukee to accept the party's nomination. It's all about people's health, and presidents are supposed to lead, and they're supposed to lead by example. No one could have imagined this even five months ago. It was definitely going to bolster our uh, the whole city's finances after COVID. I'm begging. This needs to happen in Milwaukee. I think there's a, a, a real story to tell here around why Milwaukee should be given another another opportunity to host it. We have a story to tell here, and we want to tell that story in 2024 to the Democrats or the Republicans or anyone. It looks like we will soon be saying the DNC did not come to Milwaukee after all. The last big hope for the 2020 Democratic National Convention dashed as presidential candidate Joe Biden says he will not come to Wisconsin to accept the party's nomination through the ongoing COVID-19 crisis. From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record. I'm Brian Polson here once again with my colleague, Amanda St. Hilaire. Good morning, Amanda. Hi, Brian. We are recording this episode on Thursday, August 6th. And we are joined again this morning by Fox 6 political reporter Jason Calvi, who had a very busy Wednesday. Jason, set the scene for us. Describe what it was like as this news was coming down that Joe Biden will not be in Milwaukee to accept the nomination. Yeah, it was the last blow for this convention, which has had so many hits against it in the past few months. I mean, first of all, there was you know, expectations that when this was, was announced that there were going to be 50,000 people descending on Milwaukee. That included delegates and the media and people wanting to uh, promote various messages and things like that. They were expecting 50,000 people in 200 and with them 200 million dollars flooding into the region all the hotel stays and restaurants and bars so there was high hopes that this was really going to trigger a big boom for our economy and businesses local businesses as well as setting a stage to present Milwaukee to the world you know mayor Barrett again and again in the months leading up to uh, for the last year, really promoting, said this was going to really promote Milwaukee on the world stage as a tourist destination and would have lasting impact. Not only that $200 million coming into the area related to the DNC originally, but also just months and years ahead, people would still think positively about Milwaukee and just say, hey, let's go, let's go on vacation to Milwaukee. So that was what we had all been expecting. And then, of course, COVID-19 hit. And uh, not sure how long that pandemic was going to play out. Uh, but the first stage in this change was that the 
convention became uh, delayed one month. So it was originally going to be in July, and then they delayed it exactly one month to become to happen in August, which is happening in less than two weeks from now. And uh, then the next hit was that they said uh, that the delegates should stay home. The members of Congress should stay home. It was, then it was just going to be a couple hundred people coming to Milwaukee. But still, we had, been, we had confirmed several times, including just last week with the head of the convention, that Joe Biden still planned to come to Milwaukee. We were told at that time that it was the expectation that his future running mate, whomever she is, would also be coming here to Milwaukee to speak during the convention. That was just last week. And even yesterday when I spoke with, or two days ago when I spoke with Senator Tammy Ball, Baldwin, she didn't mention this. Uh, Mayor Barrett said that the news was was shared with him just yesterday morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, the decision was made late Tuesday night and shared with him Wednesday. And then, of course, the announcement came out to the world uh, Wednesday that the DNC was not going to really be happening in person at all. The two, the big speakers, the, the big biggest speaker, uh, Joe Biden, accepting the nomination, which was supposed to happen Thursday, August 20th in Milwaukee, no longer happening, really the final nail in the coffin for what was to become what was supposed to be an amazing DNC for the city of Milwaukee. Jason, we knew, as you said, for a long time, this was going to be a severely scaled back convention, if anything. How big of a deal is it, though, to not have just that symbolic moment of Joe Biden accepting the nomination here in the city of Milwaukee. How big of a deal is that for the city and, of course, for some of the businesses and others that were counting on at least some sort of uh, of attention on the city and maybe, uh, you know, at least a small number of people coming to be here for that acceptance? Right. And, and I, I don't know how this is going to play out in, in the record books. Is it, is it going to be an asterisk? Asterisks, you know, Milwaukee, we, there's nothing really happening here in Milwaukee. The only thing that's going to be happening in Milwaukee is the control room. That, that's the, the brains of a TV operation. You know, when we have all these cameras coming in, for, for example, for our newscast, all those cameras go through the control room and the director there is able to switch between camera one and camera two, the studio camera and the reporters out in the field. So that's the only thing that's going to be happening in Milwaukee at the Wisconsin Center is that that technical control room will still be in Milwaukee. So all of those feeds, there'll be hundreds of them coming in from around the country, including one of those cameras will be from Delaware, where uh, that's the home state of Joe Biden. And it's in that state that Joe Biden's going to accept this Democratic nomination. This is not what was expected for any of these people. In the last few weeks, we were promised that Joe Biden was going to be in Milwaukee. Uh, so again, it, it, it is really, for many of these businesses, it, it, it was, it's really devastating. Even though uh, the 50,000 weren't expected any longer because of this pandemic, there were still expected to be you know several hundred people coming in, maybe giving a little boost to the economy with, with extra hotel stays and restaurants and and uh, rental cars and, and the like, but now all of that is, is seems to be no more. Just the, the just pretty much just the control room happening in Milwaukee. So there is now a push, and there's been a push really for the last month or two, uh, to push for the DNC to come back to Milwaukee to get a rain check to have the DNC come back here in 2024. Uh, Mayor Barrett in his press conference yesterday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock, he kind of dismissed the idea of getting the DNC in 2024. He said there's already that's too far into advance in advance to be thinking about right now. He says there's so many pressing issues right now in Milwaukee, including the pandemic, 
the the economic problems that we're all fa- that the city and, and the country are facing because of the pandemic, as well as all of the calls for racial justice. He said those three priorities right now are the main emphasis for him as a city leader. But then later he did an interview with Ted Perry last night on Fox Six uh, at 9 p.m. And he said, hey, listen, I, I, would, I would really be happy if the, D, the Democrats or the Republicans or anybody decided to uh, come to Milwaukee in 2024. He says Milwaukee has an amazing story to tell, and he really wants to get that story out. So if it's whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans or anybody who wants to come here, he said that would be great. Because it's not just about people coming here and spending their money, although that is important. And it's not just about the infrastructure that goes in before a city hosts a convention like that, which is also important. It's also a really big marketing opportunity, right? And now with with Joe Biden not being here at all, that marketing opportunity is, is kind of the last of those to go. Right. Yeah. If he was giving that speech at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee, you know, there's still there's still an opportunity to to uh, you know, promote the the city to the world, and and that's what all of these business leaders, you know, visit Milwaukee, which is our convention and visitors bureau, our tourism organization here in Milwaukee. Um, they they uh, had really looked forward to this um, to this convention, really shining a light on all those local businesses. And when we had some some of the national press uh, going through a walkthrough, and also we had an, the national press, you know, f- from all over the country. Uh, coming to Milwaukee in uh, in January to get a preview of, of the convention, and you know some of the things they served there were the the original cream puffs and the old fashioned, all those things that uh, that Wisconsinites love to uh, and are so proud of as far as their uh, their culinary uh, food and and, and drink. Um, those sorts of things that we were going to show off to the world, um, you know, the brats and and the cheese curds and you you name it. Uh, um, but but those opportunities are going to be missed. So I think that's why you're going to see a, a fresh call for a rain check because it wasn't like Milwaukee made a mistake here. It wasn't as if you know they weren't able to provide the hotels. Everything was in line for this convention to take place. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't the city's fault that this didn't come forward. So yesterday I spoke with the Common Council President Kevlar Johnson, and he said, yeah, he'd be a hundred percent in support of. Uh, in support of having that convention come back uh, in 2024. So I think you're going to see a big push on that. And, and when Mayor Barrett spoke with Ted Perry last night, he said, listen, we're, we're leaving the DNC with a good taste in their mouth for Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, hopefully they're showing uh, how the city of Milwaukee is really shining a bright light and, and just, you know, doing things correctly here. And so therefore, uh, hopefully that will um, you know, help the city in the future as well. Well, so, Jason, on that note, uh, when when Ted Perry was interviewing the mayor live on, on Fox 6 News at 9 last night, he did ask the question. There's certainly been some controversy recently about security around uh, the, even the scaled back DNC. Obviously, we have a lot of turmoil right now going on with the Fire and Police Commission and the police chief and questions of of whether or not tear gas should or could be used and, and less lethal uh, options against protesters and things. You had other police departments that had pledged security that then pulled out, and there were some of those questions. He asked that question, did that play any role here? And in addition to the security question, did limits on gatherings? Uh, you had uh, Joe Biden actually s- saying that Mayor Barrett had placed limits of 225 people gathering in one place. The mayor corrected it and said it was 250, but but that that may have also been a, a hindrance to things. So it, it, there were questions raised as to whether or not it was just 
purely a COVID-related decision, or were there some other factors? What sense did you get in talking to people yesterday? Again, the mayor said it was his understanding that this was all related to the pandemic and those issues of security were were not um, factoring in here. One of the things that you know you bring up is yeah, there were over 100 police departments that had offered to or actually agreed to to send some of their officers to Milwaukee to provide. Uh, help with security for the convention, over 100 police departments had pulled out. Now, that included communities like uh, West Dallas. Um, They had something like, what, 10 officers, 9 or 10 officers that they had committed to the convention. So, uh, And and one of the things that they said at that time when they pulled out just a few weeks ago uh, was that they were worried because the Fire and Police Commission here in Milwaukee had in the directives to Chief Morales they had said they wanted Chief Morales to work with the FPC to come up with a standard operating procedure that no longer used tear gas. And so the complaint from some of these departments and police chiefs was that they needed that tool to protect their officers, the community, and the protesters if any of these protests that are expected for the DNC were to go violent, to turn violent. And they, they said that would be an intermediate intermediate step that they would need to, to, to use those tools if things got violent so that they could break up uh, possibly violent protests and not have to resort to even further a use of force. Jason, we were a couple months into the pandemic when you interviewed Joe Biden. And at that point, he still sounded very confident that he was going to be here in Milwaukee in person to accept the nomination. What changed if it wasn't an issue of security as far as anyone else's understanding? I mean, was was he watching a, a rise in, in cases in the country? I mean, what contributed to that decision now when a few months ago when areas were getting hit pretty hard, he was still confident he was going to be here. I spoke with Joe Biden in May. And at that time, though, he did he did say that, you know, no matter what, it's at that time in May, it was too far out to predict what the what the condition was going to be at that time with the pandemic. And so he he said, we're going to really have to wait and see what comes up in that, that they were they said they're always going to follow what the health officials were saying and and what the public health officials were were advising and so that included you know with this decision now mayor barrett said in his press conference that this was a national decision but there was a give and take with the city health department um, and and others um, to help make this decision to pretty much make this convention complete, completely virtual at this point. So everybody's saying it's the pandemic, the pandemic. It's, it's not the security issues. It's not the police departments uh, pulling out. You know, the, the uh, National Guard is able to help. There's the federal agents that are also, we're going to be helping with security. Now their, their job, the federal agent's job is just that, was just to be that security perimeter, which to get into that perimeter, you would need a Secret Service credential. So that's very limited. It would have been people like the media that had gone through the, the Secret Service background checks and uh, and and all of the uh, COVID-19 related screenings as well. They're going to they were going to ask all of the media to do to agree to a daily COVID check and 
uh, temperature checks and questionnaires and things like that to make sure that everybody going in, going into that Wisconsin center was uh, was um, was healthy. But of course, now all of that is that that whole plan is is no longer needed because there's not going to be any speakers here. It's just going to be completely a, a virtual video control room, and that's about it here in Milwaukee. I guess I'm wondering how much of this is a matter of setting an example, which. Uh, Biden in the past has said he feels very strongly about when it comes to the pandemic or how much of it is related to what's actually happening here in Wisconsin with COVID-19. Right, right. And um, yeah, he says he says he wants to be an example. That's what he said to me uh, back in May when I when I asked him about this whole virtual convention option. And he said, you know, he wanted you know, the president. The president needs to be an example and the president needs to lead. So I think there is a sense in having their, their campaign be mostly completely virtual. Right. Because a lot of the events they're doing most of Actually, all of the events that the Biden campaign is doing in Wisconsin are virtual events, virtual roundtables or, or, or the like. Uh, so you see them kind of setting themselves as a, showing a distinction between them and the Trump campaign, uh, which has done in-person events uh, many times now here in Milwaukee. The vice president's been through here. The president's been here in the midst of this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So I think they're, they're setting themselves up as a, a distinction here on this issue. But both campaigns are flooding the the, mar- the TV markets with ads. So this is a distinction or a difference between 2016. You know, one of the complaints against Hillary Clinton at that time was uh, in the general election, she did not visit Milwaukee. And, um, you know, Republicans have continued to bring that up and also Democrats that, you know, you've got to fight. You've got to fight for Wisconsin. You can't not visit this Badger state. And so, you know, you saw Democrats decide that they were going to lift the the flag so high in Wisconsin, they were going to actually have their convention here. So you see all of that happening, but you see, still see, even though the convention is going to be virtual, even though the Democrats campaign ads or campaign events are all virtual in Wisconsin, they're still pumping the markets uh, in Wisconsin with TV ads. There's a, a report from Wesleyan College out in Connecticut that found, uh, it looked at all of the TV markets across the uh, country. And of the top 10 cities or TV markets with campaign ads, the top 10, three of those uh, top 10 in the whole country were in Wisconsin. That was uh, La Crosse, that was Green Bay, as well as Milwaukee. Milwaukee was number nine out of 10. So you can see uh, all of these, the both both campaigns as well as the out, outside groups are flooding Wisconsin. They see this as a key to winning the White House, and that's uh, that's found in these campaign ads just flooding the, these TV. J- Jason, you know we know that it's obvious that uh, in any whenever you get to politics, there's a message, there's messaging, there are talking points that are meant for public consumption, and then there's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And it's clear that the public message here is going to be one of. Uh, Vice President, former Vice President and now presidential candidate Biden doing what's best for the country's health or the community's health here in Wisconsin, that this is a an entirely health related decision. And it may well be. But the question still remains, what is going on behind the scenes with this? Has there been any sort of falling out here between uh, Milwaukee officials, the DNC, um, the Biden campaign? And, 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 I, and I say that because that that the statement he made on uh, in a live interview with Ted Perry last night, where he drops in that Milwaukee would be open in 24 to hosting Democrats or Republicans or anyone. And granted, it's good for any city to have any large convention. Uh, but to drop that out there, was that was that a was that a shot? Was that because you know you had you had uh, uh, presidential candidate Biden 
pointing to Barrett's limits of 225 people, almost as though that was one of the reasons they couldn't do this. Um, is there is has are you getting any sense? I guess I'm wondering if there's been any sort of bad blood or any falling out over this, or are they on the same page with uh, this decision? Well, I, I want to you know what you what you mentioned about the about the mayor mentioning you know Republicans or Democrats or anyone coming in 2024. That has been something that he has said in the past because there's been there, Gary Witt over at the uh, Pabst Theater Group, right? He he had kind of spearheaded this uh, campaign to push for asking for a rain check. That was all the way back in May and they were asking for this rain check. So we've asked Mayor Barrett about this issue of getting a rain check for 2024, just having the convention go completely virtual. We've asked him that. Uh, reporters have asked him that over the course of the last couple months. And every time Barrett has said exactly sort of that same that same talking point, which is, you know, Republicans, Democrats, yeah, I want them all. And everybody, can, you know, anybody's welcome to come to Milwaukee in 2024. So that that's not a, that's not anything new, what he told uh, Ted Perry last night. But you're right. In the context of what Joe Biden said at a, at a virtual fundraiser for Connecticut, uh, he, had, he had said, yeah, that, th that this came down to the mayor's limits on, on, uh, on sizes. So I would like to see, you know, what the, if we can get the public records there as far as the communication between the Milwaukee Health Department and the DNC and the convention committee to figure out exactly what those communications were between the health department. The mayor referred to it as a give and take, but there was also some very serious concerns with the Milwaukee Health Department. So those are questions that I don't have the answer to right now, and I really want to see exactly what we can get in those open records, as well as talking to, to the people in the health department, as well as the, the convention and the DNC to figure out how much pressure this was. And if the onus, as Biden you know, made in his comments yesterday, if the onus really rests on the city of Milwaukee, if that is the case, that is a huge, uh, huge piece of news and a huge development here. Jason, the answer to this question may be above your pay grade, but what now? Now both of the conventions look like they're going to be mostly virtual as far as the, the big uh, speeches. You know, President Trump on Wednesday, before the DNC was announced, uh, he was on Fox and Friends in the morning and he suggested that maybe, uh, well, maybe he would do his... Uh, acceptance speech at the White House. Now, it raises a whole bunch of issues that we're not going to get into in the remaining time here in the podcast. But um, it, it, if that's the case, if he does give his virtually, whether from one of his homes or at the White House, uh, then you've got him doing his virtual acceptance speech. You've got Biden doing his from his home state of Delaware. It kind of neutralizes each other, right? The the um, You're not going to have that excitement of tens of thousands of people cheering you on, right? It's kind of, you know, you go to a comedian and, uh, you know, if you don't have other people laughing with you, the jokes might fall flat, right? But when you have a lot of people in a, in a bar or, or, or watching a, a comedian, uh, everybody starts laughing and it's kind of contagious, right? And the same thing happens when you go to a political rally. If there's 10 people there, the person may give the, the most fiery and dynamic speech, but it might fall flat because it's just, there's a lot of the emotions that get wrapped up when you're with other people. And so that was the question is, is if you give these speeches from your house, is there going to be excitement there? Are you going to motivate those independent voters? I think it's still possible. Yeah, you're still going to reach the heartstrings if you if you tell a good speech one way or the other, whether it's Republicans or the Democrats. And uh, I think that you'll see that play out. I think they're going to really have to craft uh, powerful messages because they're not going to have the crowd to help uh, 
uh, boost uh, whatever message they're giving in their convention. You know, Jason, speeches. I think Ryan's previous actually made that point uh, in talking about this in saying that, you know, that may well have been a factor in this decision for Joe Biden, that if you give a an acceptance speech to a, a mostly empty convention hall, uh, perhaps that speech may well fall flat and just strategically it might be better to do it virtually. So who knows how much that may have been weighted as a factor. I almost kind of wonder, too, as, as we imagine what this is going to look like. You know, oftentimes with convention things like that, there's a lot of requests, a huge number of requests for, uh, you know, the media to have access to the convention and convention hall and things like that. Now, if it's just going to be this one control room, I almost wonder, are we going to still have, you know, national media media wanting to come in and be here to show or demonstrate the story? Because the story now is the convention that wasn't. Will we still have a couple of hundred members of the media coming to Milwaukee to show the absence of a convention? I think that they may rely on their local their local affiliates to do that storytelling. I know uh, I was talking with one really you know a smaller media executive and owner yesterday, and and he was you know worried uh, about various things. But uh, yeah, he was going to bail. He was you know he said yeah it would be fine to cancel his plane tickets and, and his staff and and uh, and hotel stays they can cancel all of those. And uh, but but uh, yeah, and you see you know Fox News pulling out as as well some of their space that they were going to be us- utilizing for the convention. So, uh, yeah, you see that people are, are going to be staying home. They can, if this is going to be completely virtual, they can easily do this from their homes, uh, whether that's in D.C. or New York or wherever they may be headquartered. Um, there's not necessarily anything for Milwaukee other than the protests. Uh, we still expect um, some protests. We're going to get some news on that today, uh, this afternoon. But um, there's, there's still, this was where the Democratic Convention was going to be, and people wanted to have their voices heard on police reform and other issues of racial uh, racial justice and issues like that. So uh, people may still be coming here to raise their voice on that. We'll find out later today. Well, Jason, I feel like every time we talk to you, we mention how busy you are because it's true. And I have a feeling that that's not going to change anytime soon. So thanks for carving out some time for us this morning. And we are going to continue bringing you these twice weekly episodes of Open Record as we cover the COVID-19 pandemic and so much more. If there's a topic you want us to discuss, an issue you think we should investigate, please send us an email at WITI underscore the investigators at Fox.com. That's WITI underscore the investigators at Fox.com. And as always, thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and executive producer Sarah Smith. And please subscribe to Open Record if you haven't already. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Polson, and we'll be back with our next regularly scheduled episode on Tuesday. Tuesday.